Today's daf is daf zayin in Meseches Hagiga. Daf zayin, we got up to daf zayin. We're going to go back to the very bottom line of Davavam Rebez and review the Mishnah. All right, so on the very bottom line of 6b, Davav Amud Bez. Tanan Hosam. We learned in a Mishnah over there. Over where? Meseches Peya. We say this Mishnah each morning. The following situations, the following matters, have no limit. Okay, you could do as much as you please. Hapeya, the mitzvah of peya, leaving over the corner of the field for the poor. Vabikurim and bikurim, the mitzvah of bikurim, taking the first fruits to ripen. So, how much needs to be brought? There's no set amount. Okay. You can bring as much as you want for your Bikurim. The Harayun and Rayun. Now what does Rayun mean? So Rayun refers to being seen in the Beis HaMikdash. And Rayun also means the mitzvah of the, mitzvah of the, the Karbon, uh, the Eilash Re'iyah that we learned about yesterday. Just to share a funny incident that happened. There was a, um, my Rebbe's father-in-law. I think I've shared this before. Rebbe Svalmo was a, was a Rebbe in a hardcore yeshiva, very chosh of a place, and he davka davens with an art scroll sitter. Many of you will remember this story. And his Talmidim were very upset that their Rebbe, who's such a chosh of a guy, has to use an art scroll sitter. He has to use English in his sitter. They said it's pasnish, uh, our Rebbe is such a guddle, he uses a sitter with English. So they came to him, they kind of sent a delegation uh, to, to ask him if he'd use a more yeshivish sitter. So, he, this, was what the, this is what the Rebbe was telling us. He came to visit our yeshivas. He says, my Talmidim came to me. And I said, I'll make you a deal. I'm going to open up the sitter and I'm going to a- ask you to translate each word from one paragraph. If you can answer me and translate every word properly, then I will promise I will no longer use an art scroll sitter. But, if you don't know what any word means then you are all committing that you will start using an art scroll sitter. Deal. Okay, they made a deal. So he says, okay, he opens up a sitter. What does it open up to? The beginning of Shacharis, this Mishnah. He looks at his Talmidim that came to him, this, this delegation, and he says, all right, translate for me. See, they said, these are the things that have no limit. Good. He said, okay, let's go through this. Peya, what's Peya? They rightfully answered, the corner of the field. Bikurim. First fruits, Baharayim. What's Baharayim? So they said, pregnancy. Pregnancy, <laughs> there's no limit. Heryon in Hebrew is pregnancy. But Baharayim, we know, is the mitzvah of Re'iyah. So he looks at his Talmidim and he says, you're all getting hearts girl Sidurim. You lose, that's it. All right, right there. <laughs> okay. So whenever I read this mission, I, gave, uh, I give myself a little, uh, a little smile. Ugumilus chasodim, and acts of kindness. There's no limit. The Talmud Torah and the study of Torah. Amra Bechon Bechon says, Kisvurim Manu Laimar. Originally, we thought to say, Harayon in Loishir Lamalo. Harayon means there's no, there, there's no amount above, which means you could bring as many Eilas Re'iyas as you want. But there's a minimum amount for the Eilas Re'iyah, meaning, remember we had in Machlaikas what the value of the Eilas Re'iyah needs to be. So it has to be, I thought it needed to be worth at least one silver piece. And as long as it's worth one silver piece, you can spend 45 silver pieces if you want. 
came along and he taught us that actually midaraisa it could cost as little or as much as you want. Remember the Chum came along and they said should cost one silver piece. And the carbon chagiga should cost two silver pieces. Now, my harayon, what is harayon? It means the mitzvah of coming to be seen in the azara. No, it doesn't mean just to be seen. Harayon is not just referring to the mitzvah being seen, but as we explained when we read the Mishnah on the bottom, right? Uh, I'm sorry, on the, top, on the very top line, what did we say? It doesn't mean only to be seen, but also the mitzvah of the Eilas Re'iyah, now, when Yom Tif starts, the main part of something is when is at kickoff, right? As soon as we're starting, everybody agrees that when you show up on the first day on Yom Tif, you need to show up with a carbon. When you're showing up on the other days of Yom Tif, okay? That's where you have a machlekes about whether you just need to show up or whether you need to show up with a carbon. Now, whenever a person comes to the Beis HaMikdash and he brings a carbon, everybody agrees that if somebody shows up with a carbon for Yom Tif, we're going to be mekabalit. We're going to accept that sacrifice from him. Keep ligi, where's there a machlokas? To us of a low icy. What happens if a guy shows up on the second day of Yom Tif and he doesn't have a, uh, he doesn't have a carbon with him? Rabbi Yochanan holds Ri'as Panim Ba'azara that all you need to do is show up. Show your face. To call Emas Da'asi. And therefore, if you want to come any time of Yom Tif, you don't need to bring carbon. You know what Hashem wants? Hashem says to the Yidin, show up. I, it's a beautiful message for us, right? I were going to say, I don't know how to learn. I don't know how to daven as big as the greatest rabbis. I don't know it. Comes on Rebbechon and he says, "Show up, make yourself present." Like we said, like we learned earlier, make yourself be known, be seen in front of the Rebbeinu Shalom. That's what Hashem wants from us. That itself is a madrega. That itself is a level. says, No, the mitzvah is not only showing your face. You need something else to bring with you to show your face. And therefore, whenever a person comes into the Azara, you need to bring something with you, okay? Now this is, if you want to get a little deeper into some life messages over here, this is actually beautiful. Um, in how, to what extent we're commanded on Yom Tif to be present. Is it to just show up, like we said? That was Rabbi Echeron. But as Heiliger Brodnal Rishlakish says, if you want a real relationship, showing up is beautiful. But if you want a real relationship you got to do something that shows love as well. Bring a carbon, bring a gift to the Rebbein Shalom, right? You know, there's a, you know, the, the joke they say, there's a guy going to visit his bubby in her condo in Florida. So he's asking her how to get into the building. So she says, when, when you get to the front door, everything's locked, you know, there's, there's a security. You get to the front door, use your elbow, use your right elbow, to push, the, uh, you know, to push the intercom. And then when it buzzes, you walk inside, you walk over to the elevator, and use your left elbow to push the sixth floor. Then when you get up to the sixth floor, 
and you get to my house, you should use your left elbow again to push the intercom to get into my house, and then I'll hear you, and I'll buzz you in, and open the door by just shoving your right elbow. Okay. So this guy says, Bubby, what do you mean? Why, why do I got to use my elbow to push these buttons? She says, what? You're going to show up to your Bubby? You're not bring any presents? Yeah? You got to be holding something. You know? <laughs> he goes, this up. But come on, your hands are full. You're bringing a present to Bubby, you know? Says Reish Lakish, you don't show up to the base of Mikdash empty-handed, right? You bring a gift. To the base on Mikdash. Reish Lakish, who says you need to bring a carbon, asks a, qu- a challenging question on his brother, Rabbi Echanan, who says you just got to show up. Do not meet me without a present for Bobby. Don't see me empty handed, says the Rabbi Shalom. No, your hands are full. You got to push the, the, the buttons to get into the base on Mikdash with your elbows. Amar Leib, Rabbi Echanan responds. That's only on the first day Yomtiv. You show up on the first day Yomtiv, you got to bring a carbon. But once you're by the second day Yomtiv, then the only obligation is to show up. Eighth grade, that's a challenging question. You should not show up empty-handed to Rabbi Shalom, which means bizvachim. You should bring karbonais. bizvachim. How do you know it means to bring karbonais? Maybe it means to bring bird offerings or meal offerings. How do you know it means to bring an animal? And I'll and we'll use a kavachimer, so to speak. We'll use our logic. How so? The word chagiga is said for a regular person. Every person who shows up at the base of Mikdash brings a chagiga. And it says the word re'iyah, which is given completely to the Rabbi Nishleilam because it's completely burnt. Just like the chagiga, which even an hedyite eats from and brings, is a regular animal. So too, a carbon re'iyah has to be an animal and not a bird or a meal offering. You can't bring a meal offering as your eilas re'iyah. Or a bird offering. Says the Gemara, Umahim Zvachim. Um, and what do you mean, Zvachim? When it bring, means you bring a, you got to bring an animal for your Re'iya. You know what it means? Olos. Not just an animal for your Re'iya, but an Ola animal for your Re'iya. Because, how, you gonna, how do you know? You're going to say to me, how do you know now that your animal needs to be an Ola? Who says? I know it needs to be an animal, your Re'iya. But I know it needs to be completely burnt. Where do you get that from? Maybe my Ola, I'm sorry, maybe my Re'iyah car animal should be brought as a peace offering. Vidinhu, because by logic we should say, Nemra Chagigilahedi, it says, Chagiga by Ma Chagiga just like the Chagiga, which is also eaten by the Hedya Bara'iloi, means it's fit to be eaten by a regular person because he gets some, the Kayin gets some, the Ebishter gets some. Which goes all to It has to be something that is fit for the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, which means it's getting completely burnt up. And you know something says that says Reish uh, Lakish. Uh, you know logic would dictate that if you've got food as your shlamim, you're not going to make sure the Abish's table is stuffed too. Of course, you're going to make sure he's got his food. So its logic dictates that you're going to bring an Ola animal offering as your Re'iya. So why are you, my, my holy brother-in-law, Rabbi Yechonon, why are you saying you don't need to bring a karma? Your whole conversation, he says, I'm, I'm sticking to my answer. Your whole conversation is true. I agree. But you know when? On day number one of the Yomtif. On day number one of the Yomtif, you don't show up to your, you don't show up empty-handed. And it makes sense that 
it's going to bring a carbon oil. And it makes sense, it's an animal. I got that. And I'm in complete agreement. But, first day, that's it. Al-Rish is of the opinion that extends throughout Yom Tif. Okay? Each one sticking to their guns right now. Ace another challenging question. The son of Rabbi Yudah says, There's three regalim during the year. That Kla Yisrael is commanded to go up to the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. When do we go up? Right? On Sukkis, on Shavuos, on, on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkis. Listen to this. You ready? This is so beautiful. You don't go up in parts. When the Jewish people come to the Beis HaMikdash, there's no break-off minion. There's no new shul in town. We don't go up. There's a young adult minion, and the older people, and the modern, and this, and that, that. There's no such thing when you come to the Rebbe Hashem. This is all stuff that we make up as humans to satisfy our own, uh, you know, uh, uh, our own agendas. But when it comes to the, the Beis HaMikdash, when you want to get down to the root of the matter, there's no such thing as orthodox, there's no such thing as modern orthodox, there's no such thing as conservative. We're Jewish. We're children of Hashem. When we come up to the Beis HaMikdash, there's no groups. Mishum Shenemar Kol Zechorcha, because it says, all males together. The And we shouldn't be empty-handed. Bottom line is, you see from here, that you're not allowed to come to the Beis HaMikdash without any carbono, says Reish Lakish. So you got to show up not only with, a, with your face, but with the sacrifice. What's Rabbi Yechonin going to respond? The same answer. Same answer. I agree with you on day number one. But after day number one, I disagree with you. Now Rabbi Yechanan, who says you do not need to bring a sacrifice, he, sa- uh, he says to Reish Lakish, you should be seen, you should be seen, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't giving us anything, so to speak, anything physical on a Yom Tif. Now remember, let's go, let's just talk outside for a minute. Remember why somebody who's blind in one eye what did we learn? Why doesn't he have to be Ola Regal? Because we mirror Hashem. So Hashem, who sees us with fullness on the Yom Tif, is only obligated to be seen with somebody who sees Hashem with fullness. And if you're blind in one eye, you're not obligated. The Gemara here says, says Rabbi Yochanan, why are you demanding that the Jew shows up with a sacrifice? Does Hashem show up with a physical entity on a Yom Tif? No. If we're just mirroring Hashem's actions when we're Ola Rego, so why you, my holy brother-in-law, Reish Lakish, demanding a sacrifice be brought? Ella, rather, rather, what does it mean? When a person comes to the base of Mikdash, does bring a carbon to Everybody agrees. Of course, you can always go into the base of Mikdash on a Yom Tif, whenever you want, you, as long as you show yourself, you come with the Rebbein Shalom, even if you do not have a carbon. Even if you don't have a carbon. Keep Ligi. So where's their dispute? To Asav Aisei, when a person comes to the Beis HaMikdash, and he brings a carbon. Now, 
Rabbi Yechanan says that Ri'as Panim, where do you have to show your face? You have to show your face in the Azara, in the courtyard. Ri'as Panim, who de'im Lashir. And therefore, showing up to the Azara and just being present, that's the Harayun that we said in the Mishnah, which has no maximum amount. But as far as sacrifices, it's very important. As far as sacrifices, you're not allowed to bring more than one. For example, I'm going up on a holiday to the Beis Hamikdash. I want to bring my Ola Sri'ya, my sacrifice of being seen. Can I bring two of them? No, one. There's a, you can't bring two. And interestingly, we find this in this week's parsha. Yeah, it's beautiful when, when Dafyomi and the parsha overlap. At the beginning of this upcoming parsha, the Torah reading, is Kisisa. A few psukim into Parsha's Kisisa, it says everybody gives a half shekel to take the census, right? And the Torah says, Ha'ashir lo yarbe, the hadal lo yamit. A wealthy person, I can afford 5,000 shekel. It's a biblical transgression, according to the Rambam, to give more than half a shekel. You're not allowed to give more. And a poor person can't give less. Everybody needs to be equal, the same exact amount when it came to the building of the Mishkans. You know, this is actually very smart. So nobody can look at the other and say, I was more important to the building of the temple than you were. There's no plaques in the Beis HaMikdash. I'm more important, yeah, yeah, I, I built this more than you built this. Now, interestingly, there's a Chafetz Chaim. There's a, there's a Chafetz Chaim which says that... Um, when the third base Hamikdash comes, when the third base Hamikdash comes down, so we're going to anybody who helped bring the third base Hamikdash, it's going to be known that it was in their merit. I don't know if it means they're going to put up a plaque. I don't think so, but it's going to be well known. This person didn't speak Lashon Hara. This person was an Erlechiyid. He was honest in business. It's going to be known. And the, the nation is going to be grateful to the people who helped bring the Mashiach and helped bring the third base Amikdash. But be it as it may, we see this concept over here. You're not allowed to bring more than one uh, Ola Sriya. You could bring other sacrifices, but not one Ola Sriya. That's it. That showing your face like carbon, that even a carbon in Lamshir. Bottom line, each one is sticking to their opinion. <clears throat> Another challenging question. A person should withhold their feet from the house of the person you love. You hear this? A person should not bring too many karbonos to the base Hamikdash. That's what this Pasuk seems to imply. Okay? There's something to learn from this as well. That there's a constant balance between being present in front of Hashem, yet not getting too comfortable. And we find this concept from the Kohen Gadol in the Holy of Holies, the Kedesh HaKadosh on Yom Kippur. He wasn't allowed to go in there too often. Why not? Such a holy place. Let him go whenever he wants. Holiness needs to be kept to specific times. You were always allowed to go to the base of Mikdash, but the verse is letting us know, don't get too comfortable because that could, God forbid, lead to a lack of respect for the place. You want to make sure that it, re- it retains 
the it, you know being special in the life of Burns. But Rabbi Echadon is using this as a challenging question because he's learning, he's understanding from here that um, he's under, Rabbi Echadon's understanding from here that you you should not bring too many carbonos. So he says to Reish Lakish, all you got to do is show up. You don't need to bring sacrifices. So the Gemara answer is, Hosam bechatois v'ashamis. You know what Hashem doesn't want us to bring too many of? Sin offerings. There's a mitzvah to bring a sin offering. But you know what? We, the, uh, hopefully we're not the type of Jew who we say, oh, I do so many mitzvahs. Yeah, what do you do? I bring 10 sin offerings a day. <laughs> right? It's like the, the Torah gives a mitzvah. Ve'heshev You steal something, you have a mitzvah to return it. Say, oh, I'm such a tzaddik. Yeah, I'm such a tzaddik. You know how many mitzvahs I did today? I returned so many things that I stole. Very nice. It's a good thing, but you shouldn't have stolen in the first place. So the response is, you know what it means to withhold your, your carbonos, withhold your sin offerings. Because Rabbi Levi, the Rami, uh, the Rabbi Levi Rami, Rabbi Levi asked the contradiction. He says, I don't understand. One Pasuk says, your feet shouldn't go too often into Hashem's house. Uksiv. But another Pasuk says, I'm going to be coming to your house with all my Ola offerings. It's a contradiction. Do you want my sacrifices or not? Lokasha, there's no question. Kan kan When it comes to voluntary pledge offerings, Hashem says, feel free. But when it comes to sin offerings, Hashem says, withhold. I prefer you don't have to bring it in the first place. We learned the price similarly. Hold your feet off from in the house of from the base Amikdosh. That means the sin offering should be withheld. Uh, ideally, a person shouldn't have to come to that. You're saying that it only means to withhold the sin offerings. Maybe Hashem saying don't bring too many sacrifices of anything because of the logic we said. Maybe don't overdo it because it's just going to come. It's going to lose its. It's going to lose its beauty to you. So the pasuk says, "I'll come to your house with an ola, and I will pay to you my." My nedarim, uh, my oaths. Harei olos shlam amor. So olos and shlamim are said that you should bring them. Hamani makayim hakaraglam misviachas. What does it mean? I shouldn't bring it. Bechatois v'ashavos akasim medaber period. Okay. We're now with the two dots, two lines from the bottom. Beautiful. Ve'einir in the chatzon v'chulu. This is such a beautiful gemara. Listen closely. You should not go up to the beis hamikdash. In parts, meaning in various groups. When it came to the Beis Hamikdash, we were all together. So Rabbi Yosef Yosef thought to say, If a person has ten sons, He should not put five of them into the car to go to the Beis Hamikdash. And the next day, take five. Okay, meaning... The whole mishpucha, the whole family, should come at the same time. Everybody should come together. There's no groups. Amalei Abaye, top of Zion Amad Beis, 7b, Amalei Abaye Abaye says, Pshita, Hamineu Meshavis Lepoishim, Vahamineu Meshavlim Zrizim. He says, of course you can't split it up. You know why? Listen to this. Because every Jew has an obligation to get done what needs to get done as soon as it's supposed to get done. So who are you as a father to choose which five 
should come on day number one and which five should come on day number two. If there's a job to be done by being all rego, you come up with everybody. We don't procrastinate when it comes to a mitzvah. If Hashem wants everybody there, everybody should be there. Ella Kralamayasa. So therefore, what is the Pasuk coming to teach me? If it's a simple matter that everybody should come together, what's coming to teach me? the teaching of Achirim, the Hanai Lunar of Achirim say, Hamekamates, a person who remember this, we quoted this earlier, a person whose job is to pick up animal excrement. is a person who melts copper, Vaborsi and a tanner, Pturubanaria, they don't come up. To the base of Mikdash, Shenemar calls Zechorcha. All of your males come together, which means somebody's able to walk with everybody else. And these people who smell terrible can't be with anybody else. Which excludes all these people that cannot come up with Kol Zechorcha. And what's the source for that? That is the Pusuk that we said uh, earlier on the bottom of uh, the. On the you know, in the beginning of the Gemara. Beautiful. That we shouldn't come up in groups. Now, what's the message over here? Let's pause for a second. Is this just like something to run? There's a beautiful idea here. And we, we kind of touched on this earlier. People whose, whose jobs have them smell terrible. So what's the problem of, what's the problem of them coming and being Olarego? Let them come to Yerushalayim. What are you going to say? It's going, to, it's going to bother other people who they're with. I'll give you a piece of advice. You ready what they should do? They should send out a WhatsApp message. Send an email. Anybody who's a tanner or deals with, with animal excrement and therefore smells like that, we're having our own minion. In Yerushalayim, and it, we're all used to this. It doesn't smell bad. We're going to have our own place. Think about it. Why not? Why are we telling them not to come up? Let them come up and do their own thing. This is what we touched on. Make your own uh, young adult minion. Whatever you want to do. Right? The answer is, when you come to the Beis HaMikdash, there's no such thing. Every Yid needs to come together. There's no break-off minyanim, like we said. There's no separation. If you're not going to be part of the masses... Then, uh, then it's not even worth. There's no mitzvah at all. Uh, there's no mitzvah at all to come up. Okay. Period. End of that gemara. I just want to share something I heard from a, a very hush of an, another rabbi um, who told me he's Har, He's grown. Uh, he's one of the larger cities. He's. he's I, I remember his show was when I was a kid. His show was very, very small. Um, and he's had a lot of siyata uh, deshmai. His show's grown to hundreds and f- hundreds of families, and he has a lot of different minyanim in his shul. But Shabbos morning, one minyan for everybody. He does not allow an early minyan, a late minyan, and this, even though he's the shul. at this point is quite capable of of holding various minyanim. So I asked him why. I said, what is it, like an ego trip for you? You speak Shabbos mornings, you need everybody to come listen to you? Uh, like, you know, you don't want anybody davening at a different minion? Like, what's the problem? Yeah, let people have a different minion. He told me something so precious. He said, Menachem, that's not what it's about. But he says, I firmly believe that the Shechina, the divine presence, only rests amongst a congregation that has chesed for each other. 
The world's built on chesed. Each olam chesed yibaneh. We know, and I'm adding this in on my own, each person is a world. We're all a world. So listen to what he says. In order to have a shul, where you know the divine presence is there, it's important to have at least one time a week where you have a minion and a third of the place is so upset that it's going too fast. And another third is so upset that it's going too slow. And another third doesn't even want to be there. But you know something? Everybody is there for each other. I want my minion a little faster. Okay, I could give for somebody else. That's what they want. I'll dive in the minion that goes a little slower. I'll dive in the minion that goes a little faster. I'll do it. That's a congregation where people at least once a week take in the mida of being there for each other. It doesn't always need to be what works best for me. I could give a little bit of chesed. I could give 10 minutes of my life so that the congregation can be together. There's this, this is very, there's a, a beautiful, beautiful kind of very deep idea and something, uh, you know, and something to think about, which is a beautiful message as well to extrapolate from this. Cloud your souls together. This is not, there's other times. If you want to be back in your city, you can make a minion for, for different groups. When we come to the Yerushalayim and the Beis Amikdash, it's not allowed. If you're not going to be part of the masses, don't come. You have no obligation to come. That's it. Okay, here we go. Next Mishnah. That is brought on It should be brought from money that was originally not holy. Okay, so a person shows up with their Ola Sri on Cholamoid. It should be used with regu- the regular funds. But a carbon Shlamim, which was the extra animals that were shechted, so people had meat for their yomtiv table, that's min ha-maiser, you're allowed to use maiser sheni money. Okay, obviously if you're using maiser sheni money, it had to be eaten in Yerushalayim, that's Allah of maiser sheni. On the first day of Pesach, Bishami and Bishami says min ha-chulun, you could use money from chulun, it needs to be from chulun, either one, it could be from chulun, or it could be money of maiser sheni. How does a Jew fulfill his mitzvah of joy on Yom Tif? With Nedarim, Nedavais, and Meiser These are We eat the meat from these animals. Okay, Our vows, our pledges, Meiser Behema. Bring all these delicious meats, steaks, roasts to the table. And we enjoy Yom Tif in this way. Vakaihanim. And how do the Kahanim have Simchas Yamtiv, the joy of Yamtiv? Bechatois Vashamais, a carbon chatas, a carbon osham, ubachar, you could eat a bachar, ubachazavishaik, and the breast and the thigh, which they get as the priestly gifts. But you cannot fulfill your mitzvah of Simcha with a bird offering or a meal offering, a carbon mincha. Okay. Says the Gemara. The Mishnah said that you're allowed to bring an Ayla on Cholamayid from Chulin. That seems to imply that on Yamtiv it's allowed to come from Ayser Sheni. Why is that? It's not true. It's, it's a chiv, it's an obligation. obligation. So then that could only come from Chulin. Okay? Now, before we get to the answer, I want to explain the question. I want to get a little practical. This is a fascinating shyly. Ready for this? 
is a person, we know, let's say with our, our uh, old, age-old custom of tithing our money here in the diaspora, okay? Taking miser over here. So it's really, why do we do it? The Torah promises us that it helps us with financial success. It's a mitzvah. And it's an age-old custom. It's an age-old custom that's been accepted. This is not the biblical obligation of tithing. In the Torah, the only biblical obligation to tithe is your produce and animals in the land of Israel. Outside of that, there's no biblical obligation to tithe. Okay? But over here in America, we take miser from our money. We tithe our money. Now here's the question. This is, this is a, a current question that a lot of people ask and different rabbis give different answers. My child's tuition to a day school. So I can use my tithing. I earn $100. I can give $10 as tithing to the day school. Can I use the miser for my children's tuition? Now, why is it a question? Because of the logic we're saying here in our Gemara, and this is why I want to explain it with this. If something is a pre-existing obligation, it's not charity. It's an obligation. The Gemara here is saying, if I have an obligation to bring a sacrifice, should I be allowed to use my tithing money to fulfill a pre-existing obligation? No. My pre-existing obligation should be like a regular expense. That's part of my overhead. Yeah, there's an expense. It's not sedaka. It's not miser. Okay? People ask this question, can you use? And there's a lot of different rabbis. You're going to give different answers to this. Some say yes. Some say, you know, just to explain, some say, as far as the tuition question, a lot of schools charge tuition based upon their budget. You could certainly use miser to, for other people's children. Good question, Sam. Right? Certainly for that. But for my own children, where I'm obligated in their Torah learning, pre-existing, can I use miser? So there are some opinions which say that you have to find out, you can ask, let's say, the board of directors of the school, what it costs them to have my child. Let's say tuition is 10000 But if you break down the budget, my child is really only costing the school 4500 a year. So why are they charging 10000 To make up for everybody else who can't pay. Oh, so one second. So you're telling me that really the $10,000 tuition, $5,500 is for the upkeep of other people's kids, like Sam's pointing out, right? So there are some rabbis that say $4,500 you do not take from ISER, but the remaining amount could. Other people say you could do the total amount depending on the age of the child, right? It's interesting. It's interesting conversation. But, but be it as it may, getting back to our Gemara, this is the logic here. Something that's a pre-existing obligation, why am I allowed to use my tithing money? And if you're going to say, that there's a chiddush over here, there's a novel idea, the whole novel idea is that you could even bring a carbon ola on and you don't bring it on yomtiv, only on the cholamoed. Really? What are you talking about? Come on. Whose opinion is that following? Kibbe Shammai. The only time that would be in a, that would, the only opinion where you find you bring on Cholomayit alone is the opinion of Beishamai, who we don't paskin like the time we learned in the mission of Beishamai, Yom Beishamai says, Mevi and Shlomim, you're allowed to bring a carbon Shlomim on a Yomtif, and Soim Chimalem, we don't do Smicha, Avalo Olas, and I'll let her bring a voluntary Ola offering. 
Everything can be brought on Yom Tif and you do smicha. But be it as it may, the Gemara is asking a question. Why would our Mishnah Paskin rule like Beishamai and not like Beishilo? Okay, the halacha should be that you could bring on Yom Tif. If I could bring on Yom Tif, that's an obligation. Why am I allowed to use Meiser? So, says the Gemara, there's a missing piece over here, and this is what we're, how you're supposed to read it. Olos nedaramunadavos, an ola sacrifice, that is a pledge, a vow. Bemoid bois, you're allowed to bring them on cholamoid. Beyomtif enabos, you cannot bring them on yomtif. Okay, now this is logical. For example, let's, let's pause and talk. Are you allowed to slaughter on a yomtif? Yes. Why? Because you need it. I pledge today. I'm not doing this, but if I were, were I to pledge today that I want to bring a sacrifice to the Beis HaMikdash, can I show up on a Yom Tif and bring that sacrifice? No. Because what's your excuse for bringing it today? You could have done it three weeks ago when it wasn't a holiday. It doesn't need to be done on a holiday just because you're excited to shacht on a holiday. So if it's a general vow or pledge offering, nothing, to, nothing doing. You're not allowed to bring it on a holiday. But that's special, that's a yumtif offering. But if you'll be under, that could be brought. Okay, why did you bring it three weeks ago? Because it wasn't a mitzvah to bring it three weeks ago. We understand that. But when you do bring it on a yumtif, it's got to be brought, the, the, the money that you paid for it needs to be brought from chulin. Shalmei Simcha could even be brought from Meiser. Which is born on the first day of Pesach. There we have a machlokas. Beishamai says minachulin that it needs to. You have to use money that was not holy yet. and Beisol says minamaiser. You're allowed to use maiser. It was not a pre-existing obligation. Tana miyachu learned the brayso similarly. Olos nadarim unadavas and olav nadarim or nadavas bemoed bows are brought on cholamoed beyomtiv einam bows and they're not brought on yomtiv. and the olas reiya the the sacrifice I brought when I showed up to the Beis Hamikdash. That is allowed to be brought and shechted on the holiday itself. However, when you do bring it, which money did I need to have used to purchase it? Because again, it was a pre-existing obligation. But the shlamim, which is used to have the extra meat for the holiday, that's extra. So that bum in a miser that you're allowed to bring from Meiser, because it's not a pre-existing obligation, so I could use my, my Meiser Shani money. And the carbon Chagiga is born on the first day of Yom Meiser. You are permitted to use Meiser. Okay, now says the Gemara, why? Why is it that the carbon Chagiga on the first day of Pesach is different? Okay, we said there's a machlekes. Are you allowed on the first day of Pesach? Are you allowed to purchase your chagiga with meiser sheni money, or are you only allowed to use your regular money? So we said it's machlekes on the first day of Pesach. Ask the Gemara why is the first day of Pesach different, or as we should say, manishtana halayla hazeh mikol halayla mikol yomim tovim. Right? What's unique about this? Amar Ravashi. Ravashi says. I'll tell you the novel idea over here. The Chiddush is Chagigas Chamisha Asar In. 
It's letting us know that only when you bring your holiday sacrifice on the 15th day, the first day of Pesach, that's when it needs to have been paid for with my regular money. However, Chagigas Arba Asar Lai, a Chagiga that's brought on the 14th day of Pesach, there's no obligation to use regular money, and you can even use money from uh, and you can even use money from Meiser Sheni. Bottom line is, turn to the top of Davchest. The Gemara just finishes off by saying, Alma, you'd see from this Brisa Kosovar that we hold Chagigas Arba Asar Lav De Oiraisa that when you bring the Chagiga, that's the the extra karma Chagiga that's brought on Erev Pesach that's brought on the fourteenth. It's not the rice, it's not a biblical obligation, and that's why I'm allowed to use my Shersheni money, because there was no biblical pre-existing obligation. So therefore, I can use my tithing money. It's like the money I'm paying extra to the yeshiva. Okay, we'll hold it here for this evening, and Bez Hashem, God willing, tomorrow evening, same time, 6.15, we will start from the second line on Davches, Amar Mar, have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.